What's up, everyone? Hey, it's Nick from the Arsenal Bros. Hey, we have a very special episode today, our first installment of the United States of Arsenal. We're here at Chatham Tap Fishers with the Indy Gooners, Pete, Shiler, and Seth. We're going to chat a bit about the run-in of the rest of the season. What's up, everyone? Hey, we're here live at Chatham Tap Fishers, the home of the Indy Gooners. I am Nick. We are live on location with some fellow Indy Gooners here to talk about the running of the season. Let's have the boys introduce themselves. Skylar, we'll start with you, man. Shyler. <laughs> no, forgive me. <laughs> no, that's actually, it's a Nine good... Nine seconds, we're already yeah, down. Right? We're down. Edit, edit. No, <laughs> no I'm, uh, I'm Shyler. I've... Um, you know, my Arsenal fandom was actually forged in the fires of the banter years. Uh, so 14-15 was the first year that I really was seriously watching uh, the club. And so, you know, watching the club grow and seeing the success this year after uh, the banter years is uh, a big deal for me. Um, I think I first got my affinity for Arsenal like a lot of American fans. I thought the cannon looked cool on one of the FIFA games back in the day with uh, Thierry Henry. But, um, you know, we've been growing uh, Arsenal here in Indy, and I'm super excited to be here. Right on. Seth. Hey, uh, this is Seth, and uh, I've been an Arsenal fan since 2010. Uh, much like our beloved club, I have an international story for um, how they brought me into the, the, the fanhood. I was in Kenya with uh, some friends, and my gooner friend John said, Hey, look at the TV. The game's on at the proper time at dinner. And I was like, well, what game are you talking about? And he said, well, Arsenal, of course. And ever since then, been following the team and just uh, really enjoy being uh, one of the Indy Gooners. And you were just at the Emirates, right? I was. We went to our first live match, uh, a, a regular season match. We were at a preseason before, but first live match for the United win. And I have to think that our drawing Eddie toward us <laughs> Uh, for that little tap-in at the end may have helped pull it across the line. We so. need to get you back. It sounds like you're heading back. We need, we need more more three points accumulated. I, I'm so yeah. far undefeated at 2-0-0 <laughs> oh oh in live matches. So. Well, there you go. we got to start to go fund me. Get us over there. <laughs> I, I was at the PSV Europa League game, so those Indy Gooners seem to be bringing good luck to our club. Yeah, you missed the other leg and we lost. Come on, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go. Uh, that's on me. <laughs> right on. Well, that introduction. Uh, I'm Pete Elliott. Um, I became an Arsenal fan in 2010, mostly to uh, piss off a friend of mine who's a Liverpool fan. I, but the first real season I got into it was 13-14, so there's a fun parallel. Because that was the last year I think we had led, uh, Arsenal had led the league in um, the mo longest in the calendar year. So it's fun seeing the parallels this season. Um, I was I got more into it after college because I missed live, going to live sporting events and there just isn't the same atmosphere uh, you know when you get a chance to go watch with a bunch of crazy people who come out in the mornings and are already tailgating essentially at that point I mean it's no better experience um, and so that's led me to getting involved or becoming aware of the Indie Gooners uh, the Arsenal America affiliate in Indianapolis uh, and by uh, by, by date of being the last man standing of the original group I inherited the uh, Facebook and social media accounts uh, that are part of the now reconstituted and um, very, very much um, at 
coming up at the tail end of a good process uh, Indie Gooners chapter you see we have today. Pete's our fearless leader. Just yeah. let him, <laughs> Pete, Pete was fighting the good fight, you know, out in the wilderness. <laughs> you know, it's very hard to get people to go out to a pub when you're <laughs> at 7:30 when it's to watch <laughs> Arsenal cling to their eighth place. <laughs> it's taken some time to cultivate our fellow crazy people, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've all been through the trenches, and now that we're seeing the other side of it. We're feeling a lot better, no doubt. Uh, do you want to plug Indie Gooners at all? And yeah. I, I'm glad you guys moved so close. I live like a mile away. So, yeah. so it's, uh, it was destiny. So this, so this year, uh, you know, going along with the good, you know, with the good results, uh, some more people got together, wanted to help out, and got interested, and you know, with you know, the. Everyone knows the last few years are like outside of. <laughs> we won't uh, talk about we that. Right, yeah. anyway, <laughs> we don't so, speak of this. Anyway, live in-person events are in, baby, and people want to get involved. Um, so there's a core group of about five of us, which include uh, Seth and Shyler. Uh, and so we've been trying to partner with uh, Chad and Tap Fishers here. We, we chose here because a lot of our friends and people we knew were kind of more clustered around this area, and it's easier parking and and. Um, Whatnot. So we pretty much invite all uh, gooners of all stripes to come in and celebrate with us. If there's, you know, it's just you can watch support Arsenal no matter what. I mean, it's a worldwide fan base. The, you know, the person watching it on the stream in their laptop in the basement is just as big a fan as someone you know in the Ashburton Army uh, in some ways. It, it can't be there physically, but there is something about celebrating this team and the season with others. So we really uh, encourage people to come out and join us. And uh, we've been trying to make you know a better value add for people who otherwise could just show up and join us. I mean, we we love anyone who comes uh, along. But this year we've been trying. We've launched a paid membership um, where uh, we're trying to get some members only uh, benefits, including an exclusive chat. Uh, we've got our first. Um, members only meet up on uh, St. Patrick's Day, which is 317, which is awesome. our area code, and what we've dubbed St. Patty Vieira's Day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So if you want to come out with a soft launch of that, it's going to be a Blind Owl um, on Friday, uh, March 17th. Uh, we're nailing down the exact time, but it'll be in the evening, so you'll get to go to the parade and whatnot. Um, and we also have scarves that have come in that are very nice. Uh, so, well, I'm sorry, uh, this ad read is going to end in a second, so you don't need to skip this part. <laughs> um, so, the scarves are 30 bucks. The paid membership is $25. Uh, we are doing a deal where for this year, $40 gets you a scarf, a paid membership, which also includes stickers and a bottle opener. That's a deal. Yes. Yeah. That's a deal. Bottle Man, no opener keychain, baby. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And you get emailed by me periodically, uh, so that's just another fun thing. That's Those that's emails that's have been my part. favorite part. I'm serious. <laughs> I, love, I love a good, well-written uh, email. Nothing, nothing like a terrible typo to be like, yep, I can, I'm doing better than someone today. <laughs> you don't have to be a member. Come out and see us at Chatham Tap Fishers. Any game day, we'll be here. Uh, even Europa, we had some people here today, so Man. let's see out here. It's definitely it. the place to be for uh, Arsenal fans. Uh, whether you're a member or not, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun this year. Great. Well, thanks for sharing. No wonder you're the president. So well-spoken. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I moved here about two years ago, and when I found out you guys had moved here, I was just elated. I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, that, that, story, that story kept happening. We kept running into people like, oh, I'm, uh, you know, do you guys come to Fishers? They're like... 
You know, I guess we can. <laughs> I guess we will. Love that. So, all right. Well, we're here to chat about the running of the season. I'm sure there's some hopes. I'm sure there's some anxiety, but now we have a space to process it. So, we need to do that. Okay, two-two today. Watched a little bit of it while I was at work. We won't talk about it long. I think we're all aware there was some rotation. I think we're all aware that we get to go home for the second leg and should be able to take care of business. Were any of you guys able to watch? How would you feel about it? I was able to watch uh, the first half uh, between clients at work. And, um, you know, I thought that it was... A little bit disjointed. Uh, there were some good movements, but you could tell that there was definitely some rotation there. And um, I think a running theme is definitely um, just making sure we keep our concentration on counterattacks and set pieces. Yeah. It's been really interesting. I feel like every Europa game has looked so disjointed. Like, not, yes. not wholesale changes, but, like, half the team. And, like, you see plenty of this. And then... Um, you get the mind lapses, like the first goal. I mean, any goal is some sort of lapse, but you see a bit of that, and I felt like today was just a reminder of, of that. And it's been so interesting how Saka plays 90 minutes, Ben White plays 90 minutes, but that seems to be helping them stay fit and stay sharp. I don't know. It's kind of a new thing. Yeah, I, I think the team's well-positioned. Uh, multiple yellow card suspensions upcoming for our opponents at the carpet, so love the fact that we're going to have a, a little bit of an advantage with some of their rotation that they're going to be compelled to do, and and frankly, I felt like we had complete control once you put in some of the longtime starters at the end of the game, get a result that you need, and and there were there were high moments and there's low moments, but you know the best part is Martin Odegaard didn't play at all. He gets a full 90 minute rest and give him what he needed. And Vieira, I thought played really well in the first half. Great assist, um, strong work. Probably could have had a goal. Was open on a pass from Martinelli that he didn't receive, but Gabby had a good chance, and and, and really Gabby had a, a few chances at, at goals as well. One that I'm sure he'll he'll wish he had put over the keeper uh, yeah, on what a break. Right. Yeah. So I had flashes of Stanford Bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, definitely. We're in a good position, and it's so weird going to Europa League when we've been full press on the league and it's like oh yeah we're in this other competition still like getting a bye in the round of 16 or into the round of 16 was great and uh yeah we'll see what happens it's it was a reminder that we're still battling on two fronts because for a while it's been so full on with the league and uh yeah. still battling in europe well it's can't help me since we uh exited the other cups pretty quickly <laughs> we haven't had too many distractions but i think maybe the one uh, interesting point and in, in pete to his credit was debating on this private members only in gunner's chat subtle plug <laughs> uh of whether jacob uh kiwori uh it's kiwi or kiwi or i have no idea kiwi or the polish yeah he hasn't played yet the polish listeners indeed you know no. We've lost. Pete <laughs> yeah. well, can pronounce all the names. All I know is he was debating whether he gets his debut. And I challenged said, I don't know if I would put him on a debut in an away stadium. Well, we were both right because he gets his debut. Um, I think he really struggled. But I, I actually think it was good for him to go ahead and have this opportunity. Way better than in the middle of a Premier League in a title race. It's, you know, a tie that you can still come back and control at the Emirates. So great to see him get the time, but he definitely um, learned where he's at and, and what he needs to work on, and he, he looked a little shell-shocked. Uh, but, but, but 
but that's all right. That's a young player. That's what they need to know. So. Yeah, I mean, hasn't played since I think mid January. And if he wasn't going to play today, he wasn't going to see the field the rest <laughs> right. of the season. At least hopefully. Yeah, we've got to get him some minutes. Yeah, I mean, we paid like twenty million for him, so there's a player there. And yeah, oh, and those clips of him, that U twenty ones game. Those yeah, passes, you know, you need to see more. Well, really highly rated uh, with the Polish team, one of the best youngsters he in the all country. World Cup. No, yeah. who knew he, that? He will be a great player. He just, I think, was probably a little nervous the first time on the, the first team with the, the yeah, kid Yeah, in that so. system, too, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, that, that's where I think the, the value of the Europa League this year has mm-hmm. really been is letting, is letting Arteta blood some new people along and yeah. not put them in the most high-leverage situations. And I think that, that that's... I, there probably hasn't been a really good Europa League performance this year, but you know, there's you know smart commentators I've read online. I agree with uh, say you know when you swap out, but it's when it's a team that's built with, with patterns of play like Arsenal are, and you make five changes, it's not going to be as crisp. The, the really encouraging thing this year is like versus other years last year where. Arsenal probably loses more of those Europe games or just looks completely blown off the ball. It just it just looked like today there was enough there, just just missing that one final play in the box um, or one final critical pass, and you're like, well, I'm glad they're picking this up now and not at the... I think last year the players didn't look like they knew what they were supposed to be doing when we had all these rotations. I think this year players know what they're supposed to be doing. They just don't always have the crispness of making it happen, like you said, that pass, that final play. And I think it's much better. It goes to show just how much of a well-oiled machine the first team is, Definitely. right? Yeah. You know, replacing one to two pieces can be a pretty big deal. And, uh, you know, Arteta has a pretty notoriously complicated positional system as well. And so just getting them more experience in a game where we can draw, we can go back home, we can still win the tie, I think it's a big win for us. And, yeah. And it gives a guy like Tommy Asu, who has had some really tough spots in the league, and, uh, you know, we were chatting live in the game. He needs to have a great 30 minutes, and then he had a fabulous uh, outing, which I think is great going back into the Premier League matches. Uh, yeah, Tom, Tommy looked really good, and he's a really important part of the team. I mean, we still have some injury from players, right? So having guys feeling like they're pushing for that first team, ready to step in next man up, is going to be huge in the run-in. Yeah, his versatility is great. If you guys know anything about me, it's that I'm a huge Tomiyasu fan. Love oh. him. Love him. I don't know how you can't be a Tommy fan. He's so versatile. <laughs> Last year, he's, I feel like he saved the first half of that season. No doubt. Revelation. Three horrible losses in international break. Tommy comes in and you know, like, who is this guy, first off? Uh, second off, he's my favorite. Yeah. Is, is he even a right back? Oh, wait, that's a right. Right. Well, he right. played a center back. That's a, and it's now a new question in Arsenal, right? What is a fullback? Yeah. Yeah. You, know, I mean, you know, you bring up good points about Europa, and I feel like our business this summer raised the ceiling, but also raised... Yes, sir. <laughs> raised the uh, floor, and I think that's shown so far. So, mm-hmm. how do you guys feel about the running of the Europa League? We'll start with that before our main course of the Premier League. I mean, I think definitely 
It's always an interesting question, right? Because all the fans are wondering about, you know, what we should prioritize, right? You know, top of the league, it's tantalizingly close. But, I mean, I think that Mikel's philosophy is definitely that he's just going to compete to win, win on everything. all fronts, right? Yeah. And that winning is going to be infectious at the end of the day. I mean, I think that we definitely have a shout. There are still some solid teams in Europa League, but I think if we play to our potential, we definitely have the ability to win this thing. I feel like the Champions League is almost as weak as it's been in a while, and Europa League has... It's so strong. I mean, good Mars is already out. Yeah. Every single year, lots of really good teams, historic big teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pete, how do you I, feel about the run-in? Do you feel like we're are we favorites? I mean, United big result uh, today. Well, that's the thing is, you know, which one of those teams might be prioritizing the competition more than others in the hopes of a big of getting into the Champions League. Uh, so, you know, I'm just taking. Next game at a time. I mean, I think we're, I think we're well positioned. Even us as fans, we have to do it. What, what Mikel says, we have to. And I, and I absolutely think that there is no doubt that this competition at Europa should be secondary to the, the, the title run. City has a great squad. We'll talk about that in a second. I don't see how you could give up a chance when you have a, a points lead in the, the league race to waste minutes where on a competition that is Europa. If it was Champions League, maybe we have a different uh, philosophy. So I, I am of the mind that if I'm going to keep rotating, at least until we get to maybe uh, semifinals and finals, and then I think you definitely go all out. Full strength. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's a good shot. I mean, we haven't won a European trophy since 1994, so it's like we have <laughs> yeah. it, and this is yeah. a really good chance to do that, but we all know what we really, really yeah. want, and yeah. it's in our hands it right is. now. So let's move to that. Would be nice to kind of fill that conspicuously empty, the only kind of conspicuously <laughs> empty part of the trophy cabinet. But yeah. I definitely think just a chance to actually win the league doesn't come around too often, right? And a, so you can't let it yeah. slip through your fingers. I've been a fan since 2006 and have seen two, two seasons where we pushed it this far. And we didn't win. And, uh, I mean, that's two in 15-plus years. I mean, we haven't won since 04, and it's... I can't believe how quick this has all turned around, so I can see all us fans like, wait, wait, what is this? How did this happen? And you feel like there's so many of us that haven't been in the title hunt, but even so many players, outside of the new guys we got, Zinchenko and Jesus, nobody's been in a title hunt. I bring in Jorginho, so... It's kind of a cool blend of got a couple of guys that have been there, but other guys that are just like, well, I'm just, I'm just going for it. Well, I think it's one of those things where you almost have like the impertinence of youth, right? Yeah. Like they don't know that they're supposed to be afraid of this, right? <laughs> they don't know that they're supposed to be intimidated. I think it gives them a fearlessness that uh, can be used to our advantage. Well, sure. And I, you know, Arteta's done a good job of bringing in like a lot of disrespected guys to come in. I like that. And, you know, Ramsdale was coming. In off of oh he's gonna get another team relegated back to back. Disrespected by a lot of our own fans, by he's, the way. Oh yeah, yeah. didn't oh. even get an announcement video and he was signed. <laughs> right. Martin Odegaard was the failed kid from Real Madrid. Um, you know, 
Gabby, Gabriel, I feel like he's having to like reestablish that he's a competent defender. Despite as, as the fact if, he's one of the fastest in the Prem. Wasn't just recently watching Socrates and Mustafi. <laughs> like, yeah, beggars can't be choosers. I mean, that is know. statistically elite. Skrdor and Mustafi. Like, like Shaka disrespect. I mean, yeah. admittedly, I disrespect Shaka for a lot of yeah. it. I mean, Ben but, White for fifty million. Exa- ben White, Gary Neville still can't believe he plays right back. I mean, it's 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 quite the. Yeah, I we could devote an entire two hours to Gary I, Neville. It's a shockingly <laughs> ready-made siege, but like an, a young, you know, besieged team. I think has really kind of helped tune out a lot of a lot of the chaos at this point. I will say though, twelve games to go. This is this is a, a completely new challenge. And, <laughs> yeah, and I I think that. Ironically, as disappointing and frustrating as last year's just failure, uh, whether it's the three games that they lost that they should have uh, you know, taken at least multiple points from, whether it's the, the loss and the complete just capitulation at... Uh, the, uh, well, I was going to say that those scum... Uh, you know, <laughs> Both of them. They're all bad. Across yeah. town... <laughs> And then ultimately, the, the just not showing up at Newcastle. But I think that actually, leave aside Zinchenko, leave aside Jesus and all of these players, I think the players that were on that squad last year that experienced that disappointment are more focused now on making an impact and making it a game at a time and not overlooking you hope that, like, a guy like Martin Odegaard, who's grown into the leadership, who I think is a little love fest for me on that player, <laughs> and, and he is not just a great player now. He is driving the crowd up when we get a goal from Thomas Partey to put us back in a match with Bournemouth. I mean, so... Real the, coach the, on the yeah, pitch. Yeah, he's fantastic. And I think every one of the players that experienced that last year want to, to have nothing to do with that this season around. You know, it's crazy about Odegaard. He's been a professional for nine years. Like, he's a veteran at the age of 24. It's, I know. It's, it's crazy. crazy. I mean, you really see Arteta's imprint on the team and how he thinks and how they're thinking now. But then you see a team built with Arteta personalities. Odegaard is very similar. Xhaka, very similar. Jorginho, you have a team, you have a midfield now full of almost coaches where they're, they just have that in them for sure and uh, it's been special I mean this is what we want as fans like you can't ask for anything more than to be bricking it in March because you're in a title oh, hunt yeah. like oh, yeah. like it's it's stressful as hell like we're all just I like would, oh I my gosh for anything, yeah this is all you can ask for I mean it wasn't too long ago when we were stressed if we were going to get top 10 right. <laughs> fighting well, for and, Europe and, and we're really closely approaching huge uh statistical you know, accomplishments I I want uh the St. Totteringham's Day more than anything it's been way too many years we've got Champions League top four yes. that is only about 15 points away um, you, that's the next, crazy the next five to seven matches won't decide the title but they will secure our primary goal coming into the season well which said. is yep. top four beating Tottenham uh, if you can do those two things <laughs> I, I will take those <laughs> then as you're good. Well, we'll start there yeah, yeah. and I I definitely think that uh, you know it deserves to be pointed out too that we're even ahead of schedule right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, looking at Edu and Arteta, you know, this was 
the year that they were planning on uh, making the Champions League, right? You know, as far as just like the internal timeline they had. So it's incredible that we are where we are and we have to take advantage of this opportunity, but we're the youngest team in the league. Right, you know, I mean, we're going to be here for a while, and um, it'd be incredible if we can take this opportunity. I tell you what, after today, I don't want to see Europa League anymore. Like, yeah. let's, let's secure that top four. It's a little jarring. Win honestly. it, win it, and get out of here. Right off into the sunset. Yeah. No. So, thank you much. Yeah. Well, what gives you guys confidence moving forward? Twelve games left. We have some pretty big players coming back pretty soon uh, amongst other things so what, what what makes you guys think that we can do it um, oh sorry go ahead well so I guess just my thought my, this is the first Arsenal team that I haven't seen blow it in the way I've seen other personal teams <laughs> in the past yet um, they've always found so a well yeah. you know because normally you know there's Arsenal were always a bit of a Goldilocks team when the when the runs were on. Like that 2015-16 team was great, and then Cazorla gets a freak, you know, gets shoved into a hoardings at Norwich, and he's gone forever. And now we don't have a midfield anymore. And you know, but instead of instead of approaching January as if like, oh, if we don't have the next Vieira on the market, we shouldn't get anyone. You know, like Thomas Party is probably our closest analog to Sadie Cazorla yeah. in terms of making things tick. But I was really encouraged even if you know it wasn't the first choice that okay we can't get our dream person to slot in we'll get you know a you know an next best thing and you know yeah I would prefer not to see Jorginho do most of the minutes leading out but I more I, I feel more confident that if he's playing it's not going to be you know we're not going to be a wreck. Well, yeah, it's not that last game. I think that's a great point. I think that the difference between the drop-off between the first-team starters in this year's squad to the subs that are coming off the bench, the Trossars, the Jorginhos, the Tommy coming in for Ben White, yeah. is so much smaller a drop-off than years past. There used to be this, oh, no, we're bringing who in, and that was just how it was on nearly every position, and and we don't have that anymore. I mean, we don't have Sambi Lakanga coming in, and I, I hope wish him the best and hope he improves. He just was not the same quality, and bringing in Georgino, who has clearly. Uh, been fully invested and in, in is part of this title race, right? And I mean, just to just to put a capper on that, you know, the other team I I think a lot about is that thirteen fourteen team because it was top of the league for a while. But I mean, that was a clown fraud team. I mean, you don't win the league getting washed five to one at Anfield, six to three at City, six nothing at Stamford Bridge. We already have you know got that fixture done right yeah. uh, with a nice one nil at Stamford Bridge. Um, but that was another team that ran on Aaron Ramsey, and then when he you know, yep. had an injury, they had no answers. And yep. at least this team has this team has solved, has found solutions so far. Yeah, and I think that um, you know we've definitely uh, we've definitely shown like I think in past years somebody like uh, look at Gabriel Jesus how critical he was at the beginning of the year, really running things. Uh, you know, I believe five goals, six assists in the first fourteen games, bringing uh, Martinelli in. You know, the caliber of player, he would get hurt and everything would fall apart. Even as recently as last year, Thomas Partey, 
you know, getting hurt really uh, put the brakes on the entire season. That was the end of it. Hugely impactful in the loss at Spurs last year. Oh, I know. Absolutely massive. When he had to come off with the hammy, we had to rush him on, but now we're in a position where you don't even have to rush him on. But he was out for the the critical season determining game at Spurs. Yeah, absolutely. The home game, too. And I I feel like, um, you know, now I'm not terrified, right? You know, we faced how much adversity this year. Been, we've mean, been through it all the last couple of years. Past like, years, honestly, I would have expected us to have lost to Bournemouth. Uh, you know, when we went down early, have, you know, in certain it. situations, right? Now, I believe that we can actually come back. We're going to play until the absolute final whistle, and I believe that we can win every game. And I think it's reflected in uh, the determination of the players. They believe it, too. Maybe let's put our money where our mouth is. How many points at St. James Park, Anfield, and Eddie had? You have nine points. What are you predicting on the run-in? Because those three games, in my opinion, determine the title. Seven points. Seven out of nine. Seven well, out of nine, baby. Son, I love it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm that bull. Uh, I'm trying to be bullish here, but I honestly, I think that we can get, I think we can get I, a I, result at the Eddie Hat. I think that we'll draw at Anfield. I think we can win at St. James Park. Uh, Newcastle's been struggling quite a bit uh, post World Cup. But you still got seven. I got seven. I, I don't know. I, I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> I'm putting it out there. I think five might get you the title in those games. Particularly, it has to be one at Etihad. But that's. Hmm. But if you do that, you can rack up points. I, I'm going to go with five as my. I mean, th- those are the three like huge matches. You get Chelsea in there, but that's a absolutely. I, I think. I think even a draw at the Etihad is a great result. Like I know a win is like oh my gosh, now we're going to do it. But I feel like a draw still keeps them. A, a draw ho- hopefully, three points yeah. in, in the two they lost in yeah. the one. It's game. less. It's one less game where they can catch us on. So, I. I would take. I five. think we could do Don't it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, to be honest, I give me two. I think we maybe drew, draw two of those games. And with the, I'm not giving give me two, but yeah. I can't. I have a hard time. I have some serious it's, demons it's, to bury. No, at no St. one James can blame Park. you for that. It's I'm a, very it's much an optimist, but when it comes to this, start the GoFundMe and send me there. I'm <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I can't see us winning at St. James Park, like, and, but I can see us getting something at the Etihad. And Anfield's going to be crazy. I mean, we saw be. what they did I mean, to United. Anfield's the one that worries me, They, to be they now have a sliver of hope, and it's like, okay, we have something to play for. It's not a title, but it's top four. They've got to run that. in at the top four. I mean, they should feel like, you know, they've got a very, very and, good chance. And they should make a of, of the quality of teams in front of them. So that will be, unfortunately, that was the downside of the 7-0 match was, oh, this is going to be a fight at Anfield. But <laughs> yeah. did we really think anything else? Right. But now they get to kick Tottenham out of the Champions League spots, right? So, you know, silver lighting. No doubt. Yeah, it's uh, that was a great have, question. It's not on record. I, I, hate, I hate doing this. <laughs> uh, you know, I gotta... I, you gotta live in you hope. You have two, so five, and seven. I was gonna say, you gotta live in hope, so I'm gonna say four. Uh, <laughs> four? That's think, one of each? That's not I, bad. A win, a loss, and a draw. I think... I think I mean, if you look at it, I think the best chance is a win at St. James. I think if, if you're serious, you like, that was going into my worries, like, you know, the Man City uh, cloud and the Anfield cloud are just two things that are two, like, two hurdles the team has not overcome yet. Yeah. And, I mean, I, 
you know, with the full strength, who knows? Um, true. You know, with, the problem with Liverpool is what they're really good at is what we seem to be very good at giving up in terms of like <laughs> them springing on the counter and us right. being huge spaces in the back. Um, that's not looking good, but hopefully the, the tactics will be a little different. City, I mean, and this is kind of just the overall, you know, probably my my worry about the team is just the fact that they haven't been here before. This is like, you have to make choices on the pitch now in fractions of a second that are the difference between winning and losing. Like, you know, today, you know, that Gabriel uh, Martinelli wonder run. It was phenomenal. And... You know, this is, I'm not as, you know, never played competitively, so this will sound bad. You know, but I thought, like, when you made all that effort, trying to round the keeper, knowing you probably have four guys you just posterize that want nothing more than to dig back and block you, is not the right call at that point. You just have to, gut tr- you know, leather it. Like, you know, like you leathered it at West Ham when Lucas Fabianski gave you the near post. Like, yeah. And it's going, and you know, the passing around the horseshoe, like, it's great that we were going to look good in possession, but that City game, for as much as, you know, at home, we looked like we had the ball and, you know, accused them of being small ball time wasters, you know, there was not a lot of threat, and they just waited for us to pass until we made a bad one and it pounced on it, and that's, you know... They, them, and Liverpool have been forged in the in the in title fights in ways that just Arsenal hasn't. And right, you know, it's impossible to know exactly how we're gonna, you know, turn out. And I'd like to think, well, I'm hoping we're overcoming it. But I mean, if we get four for those points and can, you know, play, we play well the rest of the matches. You know, I still think the title's winnable with four or five. Well, here's the crazy thing: forget those three matches. Nine other matches, 27 points. That puts us at 90 for the year without any points from the three I just, you know, mm. tossed out for the discussion. You put those 27 points on the board, and you're knocking on the title's door. And maybe maybe City can pull off the incredible run, but... And take care of the other business, and, and it doesn't matter what you do with these hallowed grounds that are going to be hard to win at. That being said, we know every single match is tough in the Premier League, so it's going to be tough to get uh, all, you know total points. And, and I think City's going to stumble too. So that, well, they've shown it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, you know, I think the respect that Arsenal have been getting now is teams don't try and get three points against them and open up. They're like, okay, wasting time. See what we can get. get. We'll, we, you know, we can hold them to a draw. And unfortunately, draws at this point are as bad as losses in terms of getting the best prizes. Well, maybe yeah. that's the uh, lunar schedule. I know I'm skipping ahead on the conversation, but I think Easter's coming early. And it's going to rise in, 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 in March this Hallelujah. year. Hallelujah. Uh, not April. I, I really think that his exquisite touch and the way he pressures the ball will be the difference in breaking down that low block. It was it just the way he did it early in that season that, that, that touch in this, like almost inside the six to get a goal in one of our early matches. That's the type of movement that we've been lacking without him. And we're going to have to have that sort of precise uh, finish, not just kicking the ball around until the 94th minute so Reese can score a banger and make us all go crazy. So yeah. I mean, if, if there was ever, ever an X-Factor player, it was always going to be Gabriel Jesus. And now we've played half of our season without him. But with him coming back, like, I can't imagine what kind of boost that's giving it. As much of a leader as he is and everything off the pitch, like 
just adding to like one of the spine positions on the team, adding him, somebody who's been there, like that has to be massive. I think him and Zinchenko leaving City has more to do with City's struggles because when you take the heart and soul out of teams, you'll see a little bit of a struggle. And you've seen the flip side with Arsenal. You've got Jesus, who literally does not tolerate winning casually. He wants to dominate, and and I think he's shown that he raises everyone's level at the club, but he's had to do that off the pitch. Putting him back in there, um, I, I, it, that's one of the things that makes me most confident about the run. And I yeah. think not, not enough can be said just about the intangibles that both of those players bring. And I definitely think you're right that, you know, City might be missing a little bit of it. You know, they might have the most clinical player in the entire world, right? But there's still a little something missing from their previous runs. And I think you might be onto something. It seems like my anticipation, we have three games left before the international break. Crazy, we have another international break. We have, let's see, Fulham away. We have the second leg against Sporting. They were home against Palace, international break. I think after the international break for the run-in, we have Jesus back starting. Ikeni will be back and Trossard will be back. And now not only does the starting lineup look incredibly enhanced, but our, our depth looks like we actually have it and can really push from there. So that's what gives me hope. On the flip side... What are you guys worried about? I'm well, sure that might be so, longer than the side well, of One post. thing that's nice is actually our Brazilian boys didn't get called up. Yes. <laughs> so we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I'm just hoping Thomas Partey doesn't go to Ghana. <laughs> and, uh, he did get called know, up. He did no, get no, called no, up. Sorry. I would yeah, honestly, I would try to, you know, yeah. My alarm clock went off too late. Sorry, I couldn't make the planes, uh, you know. I think what makes me worry about this running is injuries. Even though we've we've had a few, and, and frankly, we've had some significant ones. I mean, Parde's missed games. Jesus has missed games. Zinchenko. Trussard's out. Zinchenko's been hurt. And we weathered that. But there are key players, some of whom I just named. Saka is the one that just scares me to death as much contact as he takes. And if, if you take him out of this squad, teams are doubling him. So I, I, I think you just have to protect him. I, I don't mind if we keep The FA can find me 12 more times. I will be on those officials about every time he gets hit in the ankles and, and just deal with it in the, the you know, in the the parade on um, May 30th. You know, yeah. they, could, they could fine us posthumously, right, yeah. after yeah. the season. Yeah. yeah. Like, whatever. I mean, if you're Bruno, you can shove a referee, but, <laughs> right. but our celebrations for it's a 90-minute okay. yeah, winner will be yeah. investigated. Yeah. Exactly. You bring up a good point, though, Seth. I feel like not only taking Saka out, just his play would be so detrimental, but he's the franchise. He's the poster boy. He has grabbed this team by the scruff of the neck the last two years and gotten us to this point, and he's continuing to do that in a variety of slightly different roles. So without him, that would be huge. Well, and he's drawing attention. I do wonder, though, and maybe this is flipping back into what makes me confident, I don't think teams could double and triple him like they've been doing if Jesus is in the center. I think with yeah. Eddie in the center, they've been able to devote more resources defensively against Saka. And if they do that with Jesus there, he will be laying into our midfield if they don't find him in those openings. And, 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 and hopefully his... Uh, 
well uh, rehabilitated knee buries a couple <laughs> shots and he gets that closing touch on 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 his shots. That first Jesus goal is gonna hit like crack. Oh my <laughs> well, you guys remember early on in the season. It was actually the left-hand side that almost all the build-up was going yes. through, and yep. Jesus yeah. was such a huge part of that. It shifted a little bit more to the right, but it gives us so much more balance on the pitch when he's there. Like, Sokka can't be doubled, just like you said, when, like, Jesus is, uh, you know, dictating play through the middle. And, and I think Sokka's goals, uh, I saw a statistic online, every single one of his goals this season are either equalizing the game or giving us the lead. Yeah. There's no garbage goals. There's no not not late in the game just to pad the stats or to just get a goal late in a loss. And you watch what he did today. He almost won the game on a great move. Same as United coming in and taking a shot. Unfortunately, that this one today went at the keeper. But I think those shots look different when you have a more potent number nine sitting at the top. Lots of hope. Pete, what makes you worried, man? <laughs> well, as, uh, you know, I kind of I, you know, mentioned it earlier about just the, you know, the lack of experience in the running. Yeah. Uh, but I think just to build on that, I mean, until proven otherwise, you know, I do think what has me worried is just are we going to keep are going to be offensively dynamic enough to win the games you need to win to be to get in the to get in you know get do what we want um, because you know I love a last minute winner as much as the next one but I hate the 96 minutes that precede that <laughs> it's not sustainable honestly no. and you know I do I do think a lot of you know there was a lot of, I think in the World Cup break a lot of teams ate, ate tape on Arsenal I mean because that's and it's like okay they do these patterns of play you know we're not what we do is we have to sit in in the passing lanes you know wait for them to make a straight pass or if we can cut one out lump it to a guy forward and, and do, you know go from there you know <clears throat> might not lose games against that defense but we're not going to get all three points unless we can be a more dynamic attack and I do think if there is a post-mortem on the season that you can look at that one thing this team does that has is different from other title winning teams in the past is Arsenal really not other than the 5-0 against uh, not, uh, Nottingham Forest which is great but even that was a little labored in the first half Arsenal have not eviscerated a team that you see a title winning t- like you know Liverpool has a 9-0 and a 7-0 on them you know City routine like 4-0 is, isn't that uncommon and you know I think I, it's one of those things that it could be exciting. I don't think it's like there's a ceiling on Arsenal. That could just be they need to develop in that, and maybe next year we, we see an even more ferocious attack. But for now, you know, it's, you know, it, which, if you put on odds on us scoring more than two goals a game. <laughs> Unlikely. You know, like, it's it's kind of hard if we keep giving up chances. So yeah, it's, I definitely think that we have to develop a ruthlessness about us. You know, the consistency is great, but there's just such a smaller margin of error when you're relying on winning 2-1, 3-1. And I guess the flip side is I, 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 it does absolutely worry me that we don't blow teams out. I think some of that, again, is that vicious champion mentality. We are dealing with a front line that wouldn't even qualify for a 22-and-over league uh, with Eddie and Saka and Martinelli. And so 
you bring back Jesus, who I think has just a little bit more edge to him. I, I, sure. I think it's going to be a little bit different. Um, but absolutely, we've not blown teams out, and and maybe that would be the the mark. It, the, the the championship team, though, mark that this team has is the win at uh, Villa with the the, the shot on Giorgino, the, yeah. the the win. At, you know, with Bournemouth and the the, the, the Reese winner, those sorts of, of like literally title epic video montage <laughs> goals. Oh, those will be legendary. We watch them a lot. Yeah. If we win the league, those will be legendary but, goals. But to Pete's point, it's not like the Bulls of '96 or where they're like crushing Destroy. every team. Every you know. Well, every, and that's I guess that's some past because like that '15 '16 team, you know. You can pick. You can pick a lot of games where where the title was lost. But I think one of them was definitely like the nil nil at Southampton, where registered some absurd number of shots on goal. Fraser Forster uh, gave his life. I'm so glad we don't have to play him because <laughs> he Tottenham always does. stays on. The, yeah, he's great now. Uh, for everyone who's not against Arsenal, you know, perfect. But you know, that's it's just things like that where it's you know we're gonna come up against a team that just needs to survive and you just gotta break them down. And it's a it's a t- like relegation battle this year too like there yeah. aren't going to be any easy games there are a lot of teams from Palace on down the couple of results could actually be relegated so like nothing's going to come easy the league is probably more competitive than, than ever the amount of money oh, yeah. that teams like newly promoted Forest have spent it's like oh it's not like a hundred million <laughs> yeah. easy they brought in like 17 no. players well, it's like For- Forest is like a FIFA 14 alternate team <laughs> <laughs> yeah. watching those yeah. roster it's great it's like a Chelsea light they just go by yeah. whoever but it's crazy because in the years that we didn't win we could bat our teams and still not win the league but here we are leading the league and I would argue we've had a sense of control in a majority of games but we haven't blown many teams out but, but I think even though the results haven't come I think some of that is the youth we talked about clinical today and I I think we are creating chances. The most important thing for a, a team that wants to be a champion is are you creating those chances? And then you do have to finish them at critical points. But if you look statistically about how many expected goals we're having, what expected goals we're giving up on both sides of the ball, we're much stronger this year than we were last year that we should be winning nearly every match in how we perform, whether we actually do comes down to like the, the performance in that critical moment. Yeah. And I'm a big got, XG guy, so I've got like a thought experiment yeah. for you guys because I've been thinking about it. And like honestly, out of the games we've won, what are the games that you actually think that we've been outplayed? Like the one that comes to my mind was Leeds. The only one, oh, I, the one. Leeds. Yeah, but, I can't really but, think but, of or, any other or, games we deserve to lose that we won. Or flip that the other way. Of the games that we lost or drew, how many times was that Newcastle laying all over the floor rather than oh we really got beat? I I don't think there's even Southampton. Uh, I'm sorry, yep. Bournemouth this weekend. Excuse me. Was. 28 shots. Yeah, amazing disparity in the number of shots. Yes, we like let them walk in and tap it in just to make the game interesting. 
um, at the beginning, but we're not in games in which statistically we should be losing. We've deserved our wins all year, honestly. Yeah, fully based on metrics, you look at that, and any Arsenal fan can come out and say, hey, we deserve to be where we're at, and every rival fan will be, oh, no way, you know, whatever. They're lucky this year. But you look at the metrics, you look at the metrics, and we've we've deserved to be where we're at, and Fair City deserves to be where they're at, and in the end, XG almost always balances out, and over the run of a season. But I also mentioned luck. I mean, you have to be lucky to win. Like well, yeah, that's I look what... at, I, there's no denying that, and there's things that have gone our way. There's been plenty of things that have gone against us. Let's not. We can. Can uh... we talk about VAR yet? Or we <laughs> oh yeah, that. this is Sorry. where you can we kind of the difference between like the real teams and Sorry. the fake teams. I won't do it. <laughs> we talk about VAR a lot. Like I've, I've been looking at like the reaction to like the luck question, right? Just between fan bases of different teams, you hear a lot of from Tottenham. You hear a lot of it from Chelsea, but even scummy United fans recognize with a straight face, it's like, well, you know, we won a lot of games like that when we were champions. For sure. And it's meaningful, right? Liverpool, too, even, right? In the years where they were almost perfect, right? They had games where they've come from behind, where they've almost lost. And it's the luck of champions, but ultimately we create our own luck. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 results, it's decisions, it's injuries. I mean, a lot of things factor into that luck conversation for sure. Mm-hmm. So, well, how do how do we feel about the run in? How how do we feel? Twelve games left, still hunting in Europe. Do we feel good? Are we embracing it? Are we nervous? Are we are we feeling I, every emotion of the gamut? I, I think we have every superstition that there <laughs> ever was. I. I have certain superstitions. We've talked, I think, generally uh, amongst our group of indie gooners of, well, what are you doing? And then we make sure everyone does that. Do so, right. don't, if you're it, listening, don't be that guy that doesn't do what you yeah, need no, to do. If, if you need <laughs> to put those you don't socks want to be on, that one Ted is counting on you. <laughs> that ruins it for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know? Do not fucking. Go. No, I'm not gonna try it. Actually. <laughs> Let's yeah. fucking go. Yeah. Okay. I am upset. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think that if you want to know my honest, true feelings, I have never been more nervous as an Arsenal fan than I am right now. Not because I'm dissatisfied with the team, but we are young. I don't have complete confidence that we have any business in this title fight. And yet, here we are, a couple results, and we can stack up a lead. The biggest thing is for us to run in these next couple games before the international break, get those games in hand, uh, the the games ahead of the, the city match, and walk in there at least equal or maybe even larger gap between our five-point gap that we have right now. It's kind of like that girl that you really like and that's way out of your league and you're really nervous. <laughs> and then she's the, flirting with you. And you know, you're like, how is this happening? How is this happening? And then all of a sudden those conversations start to happen. We're not at the yes stage yet, or the second base, whatever you want to call it, but things are happening. Oh, yeah. But we're nervous because of the prize. You just right? don't, you don't know what to do because you never expected this to happen no, yet. For sure. For sure. 
Yeah, I think that, uh, honestly, um, you know, I was the bullish guy, right? Seven points on those crazy games. But Oh, I like that. Know, let's I, let's I think do that. I'm, I'm looking <laughs> yeah. at the schedule, and I think it's more likely that we actually, we probably lose the title because we do something dumb. Like, you know, I don't, drawing, I don't like that. Drawing, <laughs> yeah, no, drawing versus like, <laughs> Crystal Palace or something. But that's why every game is so critical. On, because Gary I think, Neville will have none of this kind of talk. None. I know, none of it. <laughs> yeah. But I think, you know, just focus. Focusing on each game, one game at a time. We've got Fulham up next. You know, a team that's performing. Gary Neville. <laughs> <laughs> Neville. Nothing good, I promise. Valencia's greatest ever manager. <laughs> yeah. Neville in. 7-0. That's his score. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's very familiar with the score line. You know, he was right at home the other day. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, I think that just focusing one game at a time, I think that if we can go into that City game, you know, with at least a four-point lead, I think that we really can do like it. With, with buffer, like knowing that they can't catch us, there's knowing, a mental, knowing mental part of knowing it. Knowing that they can't catch us, you know, I think there is a mental part to it. But I also think that we've seen, like, a clear progression, right? Yeah. You know, we outplayed City last year. One of the... Honestly, that game, it was, I think, on Boxing Day or close to Christmas. Uh, but honestly, one of the most dominant performances I've seen against City. And then, honestly, this year, you know, we controlled the ball in a way that City hasn't had lack of possession in quite a long time. I think that we're due for a win against City. But oh, at the I same like time, uh, you know, I think that we've got to focus on Fulham, Crystal Palace, Leeds. We can win West every Ham, match outside of the City game and win the league. I we can. can. <laughs> our, de- our destiny is in our hands. For, for sure. And that's the reality. Like, we control our destiny. And you don't want to be in a better posi- position than that. In August, in August, I would have traded anything for to be able to say that we control our own destiny, right? For top four. <laughs> for top four, like, even. And right? now it's like, you know, how well, are we here? And out of 12 matches, online simulations are projecting that 84 might even win the league. <laughs> I, I don't even want to think about that. I was heard by 538 yeah, last yeah, year. And that's New not York to Times say Eagles that should be the target. That's yeah. just the reality that right. maybe that's the dose of realism when we do have that bump in the road. That this is the Premier League. You can't walk in and say, "Oh, 12 matches. That's 36 points. We're all good." Yeah. So I, I do think that there will be hiccups, but the question is, when do those happen? Do we maintain the confidence level to where we can walk into May 28th and maybe, just maybe, that result doesn't matter? That'd be great. It, it, it would be great <laughs> if we don't. Oh. Um, but I, I fully feel like this is going to come down to the last two weeks of the season. No doubt. And so, you know, I, I'm hoping maybe the last week it's not involved. So. <laughs> yeah. Man. Okay, well, here's the question. Are we going to do it? Yeah. <laughs> no. We all have oh, the answers. I don't even. I we don't, don't need I don't to say wanna, how. I don't want to put that juju, yeah. you know, on I, the team. We want to avoid it. As no. bullish as I yeah, am, as I don't want to make that. All the Spurs much. fans are going to come back to this and cut it and be like, <laughs> yeah, all forty of his followers are all Spurs fans. <laughs> you know, they're they're going to have to have something I mean, to boast about from ninth. You know, Conte's right. gone. They have uh, Mason. No. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, no. here's, here's how I'll say it. I can't do a prediction that we're going to win, 
I think it is in our hands. I will say that this team has this opportunity in the next six matches to keep that lead. They can then have, again, continue it in their hands to win the title. I'll be happy with, before the season, if you told me second place finish, I would have accepted it. For sure. I, I, I will oh root goodness, yeah. uh, every every match that we actually pull through and get first, but I I, I can't go into the superstition <laughs> of predicting that. It really comes down to do we take care of our business on those yeah. uh, twenty seven points that I said that are not in the three big yeah. uh, three big matches. But we're all in agreement that we can do it. No, one hundred percent. Of course, of course, <laughs> yeah. you know. So you're saying there's a chance? We're no. there. We're there. We're only a couple standard, a couple standard deviations <laughs> away from, uh, you know. But, Man. Uh, yeah. I don't know if 15th still in a possibility. Oh, no, you're, it's probably not. I mean, yeah. well, they, the FA will start deducting yeah. points. We were out of, we were out of control, I mean. I mean that, that celebration, we're yeah. definitely going to Did you see it. Saliba kick the flag? That was, oh, yeah. Oh, my that's, goodness. That's, I mean, that poor flag. Yeah. Yeah. That was our flag. Yeah. 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 So, you know. But it, criminal, nonetheless. There's an arrest warrant out for William Saliba. You know, I just, I think part of it's self-preservation a bit to be, you know, sanguine about how the end is going to go, the season goes. I mean, if it's, if things come out, like, the fact that you still have to go take on, you know, Liverpool at home, and it's like, oh, you know, title might be different if it's Alexander-Arnold, who's last year was the best left back in Premier League history, according to online, putting on an inch-perfect cross into Darwin Nunez's head for the 85th time that game, and they somehow get a 1-0 out of that, because uh, he finally puts one on target. Um, and then, you know, the neutron bomb of KDB and, you know... And surely Jota's going to be there. So, like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, there's enough obstacles in the way that it's not worth, like, if things go wrong, going online and going just full on nuclear about everything in life right. itself. Right, right. I'm just saying that now because at the time I'm going to go online and be nuclear about everything in life <laughs> oh, itself. Yeah. So I'm putting it out there now. But I want to know, like, are we allowed... If Will Richard Keyes allow us to celebrate if we actually yep. win the Premier the League? Or is, it, that, is that still not allowed? We, can, we can have some cordial handshakes <laughs> and uh, you know. some golf claps. You know, if this were to happen, how do we know? What are we supposed to do to celebrate? The, the UK pundits make me so thankful to have licensing restrictions in this country, so I never have to see any of those stupid clips. I just get to see... Oh, oh, Gary Neville reacts. Oh, this isn't licensed in your country. Great. Like, <laughs> yeah. they should have to... Like, imagine if we were sharing, like, Skip Bayless takes on... <laughs> uh, like, yeah. You know. Unfortunately, those all do go to England. You know, yeah. Saka, Saka the Actually, flopper. I would, I, would know, love, like, I would love to get a first take 1.0 reunite of Dear Stephen A and Skip. No preparation, like weigh in on the preparation. Oh, God. My, I would actually enjoy it, you know. My favorite but. take to get on the, uh, the England takes on America was several British fans... Uh, Seeing the American celebrations to this weekend's glory of that Reese Nelson strike and going, oh, Americans aren't so bad in our pubs watching the victory. Right. I'm like, wow, it took that for you guys to admit that we're <laughs> yeah. all right? Okay. Right. There's so many fans because over there. Because if that Americans are known I mean, for anything, they're definitely not known for being raucous, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. 
listen, we had to teach the British twice, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> oi, oi. We won't go there for any of I our know, British listeners. UK, our British UK, team. The Polish and UK listeners As far as the predictions go, one thing that I absolutely can predict and guarantee is uh, I'm going to be here at Chatham Tap Fishers with all of my friends watching the that. Arsenal every week that I'm able to be there, and it's going to be a fantastic time. Living it's going to be and incredible. dying with every kick and every drink. Hon- yeah, honestly, the celebrations are that much better. The commiserations are, you don't feel so alone. When that, that, that is the suckiest part of watching it, because I had to watch the Everton game alone no. <laughs> for round one. And that, you know, you're walking around, Shameful. Shameful. like, yeah. you know, uh, you know. sorry, I was being a father who stepped up. You know, I, I understand. <laughs> but, um, but no, I mean, it, I, I, that's one thing that keeps me coming back is, you know, it is just, so it's only, it's only good things to be around others. We just in wish person. Pete was driving around in his car inside Indy Gooners. On the way to Chicago, yeah, maybe? Yeah, like, yeah know, a little, like, little uh, Indy Gooners lore for the listeners is that some of the best results you've ever had is when I've been, like the whole FA Cup run in Arteta's first year, I had to commute back and forth in Chicago and didn't didn't have the, the uh, Man City game uh, for that. And then before that, the, the real toilet bowl season uh, on Boxing Day against Chelsea where ESR got his first start. That was another one where I had to go to Chicago. Um, so there have been two big points of inflection. I will say uh, round two of the North London Derby last year that that ended our Champions League attempt, I was also driving to Chicago. So. Oh, shit. Yeah. 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 I was, I was uh, hanging on this. I was keeping it in my back pocket. <laughs> for, for okay. Law of average. <laughs> I'm just saying, we okay. got to get Pete going to Chicago for the, 12 more times. For the Liverpool <laughs> City game, uh, if things don't go right, I'll, I'll I still think Sun <laughs> should have been sent off for that nasty little... Uh, sun, should, sun is a petulant <laughs> little, like, you know, Sun should be sent off for a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, he should get the Eric Lamella honorary like yellow card for stepping Wait, on the pitch. Who do, who do Spurs play next week in the Champions League? I couldn't remember. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, you know, maybe a team that Antonio well, Conte is coaching. <laughs> I mean, well, they're, now they're an F1 franchise, so they might. I think they're in Monte Carlo. Yeah, they're the ultimate game hey, franchise. Greatest go kart track in London. You'll yeah, never sing that. You know, come on. We'll let them have that. Yeah. We'll let them have that. They can. They can focus on that where we focus on adding some silverware, which mm-hmm. they won't know much about. We so. know nothing about. They still have a chance at the league title, never mind. When is There's the next Audi Cup? Book them for the Audi Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, our audio cut out right at the tail end of that, but special shout-out to Seth, Pete, and Shiler. Thanks so much, guys, for jumping on. You can follow them on Twitter, at Indie Gooners. Very proud to be a part of their chapter in Arsenal America as a whole. If you got this far, thanks so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter, at The Arsenal Bros. Cannot wait for the run into the rest of the season. What a great time to be an Arsenal fan.